0: Good evening, Patriots, and it is Sunday evening, May 22nd in the year 2022. For those of you on the East Coast, I think you just crossed it to Monday. We'll catch up with you a little bit. Opening tonight, the good news. The 12 of the thirteenth amendments that were set up to steal nation's sovereignty were removed from the from consideration at the WHO group today. I sincerely doubt that that means a victory. I would say that that's a battle that's been partially won. I haven't gone through the 13th Amendment yet to figure out exactly what's in it. And I'm still trying to figure out which one is still in there. But um, anyway, at least for now, this we've had a stay of having sovereignty forcefully removed. But that means more vigilance and be prepared for more sleight of hand and sticky junk that they're going to do. Make sure you're getting a good night's sleep, Patriots. It's important sleep is critical in maintaining your health and good products to sleep on make a huge difference, especially great sheets and great pillows. MyPillow.com has some of the best with Giza cotton sheets and the classic MyPillow and the new Giza cotton pillow incredible products, and there's a great sale going on on all of that right now.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams Bed Sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own.
2: I do not like my sheets. I love my Giza Dream sheet.
1: I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six piece towel sets, buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
0: And that's mypillow.com forward slash bards is the Bards Nation landing page where you're going to find all those great specials. And you can use your promo code anywhere on the My Pillow site, the My Store site, and the FrankSpeech.com site. Right now, in addition, when you use your promo code, you're going to get a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, which is his story from Rising from Attic to one of America's great CEOs. And there's amazing other sales across the site including $90 off right now on a pair of my slippers. There's deals on mattress toppers and mattresses, a whole slew of things. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Take advantage of these great savings. Use your promo code Bards. And if you want to speak to a real live person, you can call 1-800-975-2939, 1-800-975-2939. Use your promo code Bards and a Patriot Pillow Council will get you hooked right up. So I think that one of the things to take away from this Who victory is that this was really little more than just a taking a temperature of where everybody was at. Um, they were definitely monitoring social media responses, people's responses, getting a sense of what type of resistance they would have. So if they had had no resistance, they would have moved through. Because they do have resistance, now they've got to move to their next level, which is wear the people down more and bring in more pandemics. And it's no surprise that we have right on the heels of all this, this garbage of monkeypox, which they've already been caught changing the, the definition and symptoms of monkeypox. Monkeypox in its earlier posts on websites across the world was saying that it really had no little to no symptoms. And a few people that did have outbreaks were just handled a little differently. Now it's the world crisis it's erupting. And again, you, you know my theory, but I'll say it again. Essentially, all of this was injected. Whatever we're dealing with is already primed in the people that took the injections. And my guess is that between the, the latent viruses or whatever they are inside of, the, inside of these injections, and more likely the programmable, which is what they've said, is that the mRNA is programmable. My guess is that they're programming responses within bodies to give it an appearance of an outbreak. So they can with, once people are fully injected, they can create pandemics at will. and if the World Health Organization has the control that they want, then people are rolling through constant lockdowns and fear, which is what they want until they weed out all the dis, those that disagree with them or protest. We become food for the others that are walking blindly. (laughs) soiling green on steroids. I'll tell you, this is quite the world we are in. And it's quite the time we are in. I think it's worth remembering Matthew 24, 3 to 4. Actually, 3 to 5. This is Christ. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and when will will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. It doesn't have to be simply, I am the Christ people are being misled by, I am Pfizer. I am Moderna. I am the savior with an ing- with a needle. My name is a doctor. I am going to promise you the world, a free cell phone. If you vote for me, Obama. And the list goes on. These people are so easily misled and it's all centered on this principal issue of idolatries, which we just ha- are so pervasive in our culture right now. It's unbelievable. But let's get a let's get a temperature reading on the State of the Union. I think this will. <laughs> I think you'll like this. Uh, I don't need to say anymore. Just listen. How many minutes are in a kilometer? Um, is it like
3: eighty-seven? Eighty-seven, close. Yeah. Down a little bit. Sixty-three. Eighty-five. Eighty-five? Eighty-five is correct. High five. Hell yes. Woo! Who was the first person to land on the sun?
4: Lance something, Lance.
3: Lance Armstrong? Lance Armstrong is yeah. correct. Pretty hot, the sun, right? To land on. You know, his steroids that he took, they allowed him to withstand the heat of the sun. What country is Venice, Italy located in for $100? Do you have any clue? Gosh, I'm going to be a teacher, so I should know this. You um, probably should. Paris? Venice, Italy, is located in Paris. That's right, right? That is correct. There you go. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Thank you so yeah. much for participating. <laughs> yeah. Today, I'm asking people: What is the smallest country in the world? Uh, any clue? Paris? Paris? Paris. Paris. Okay, good. But which Paris? The one in Vegas or the one in Italy? I guess not,
2: Italy. 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 Yeah.
3: Italy. They're correct. Hey. Wow, Americans are so intelligent. Where is Madagascar located on a map? Germany, like Germany, like over there. Germany.
2: No, like Germany over there.
3: Over here. Yeah. You hundred percent sure?
2: I'm pretty positive. Yeah. It's
4: wrong.
3: Where is Queen Elizabeth from? Uh, Egypt. 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 Uh, no, it's not. It's it's n- Where is it?
4: Brazil. Isn't it?
3: What is the biggest city in the world? Europe. It's Europe. Yeah. Like over, over there, Europe. Yeah, the that one. It's like on this. If you like, look at the map. Yeah, all right, that's cool. That's enough. Thanks. Okay. If you were born in twenty twenty one, how old would you be? Twenty one. Twenty one years old. In twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty one. good. That's correct. Where is Tokyo located? Do we have any clue, guys?
0: Isn't that in New York?
3: It's, uh, it's like Vietnam, right? Vietnam is correct. Yeah, it's like the southern part of Vietnam. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The southern part of Vietnam. I, I'm... <laughs> yeah, that's the State of the Union. Just so we're clear. Uh, here's... This.
1: It's empty.
0: The tinsmith forgot to give me a heart.
1: No No heart?
5: heart. No heart. All hollow.
3: (laughs) When a man's an empty kettle, he should be on his mettle, and yet I'm
0: torn apart. Just because I'm. Yeah, anyway, you get my point. We are literally living in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is, the only thing is, it's like, we need somebody who doesn't, he doesn't need a heart, they need a brain. This is America these days. And it's extremely discouraging when you consider that these people vote, and then we wonder why we arrive at the places we do. And we wonder why the world looks at us sometimes with cross eyes like, what is wrong with you? And why some people think the United States should be enslaved and exterminated. I'm, I'm just telling you, when you start to get these metrics like this, and this is just random, walking down the street, there is no sense of geography taught in our schools. People have no inclination to learn it. They have no sense of math. They have no sense of measurement. These are fundamentals, like first grade, second grade. Unbelievable. But don't worry, because we can protest and burn down cities in the name of BLM. But Candace Owens will give us a little background here on the what BLM is really about these days.
6: I take you through Patrice Color's real estate empire that she's been building in the background of the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay, so she spent three point two million dollars on high-end homes between two thousand and sixteen and two thousand and twenty-one, at the peak of the movement. In two thousand and sixteen, she bought a home in Inglewood, California, for five hundred and ten thousand dollars. In two thousand and eighteen, she purchased a five hundred and ninety thousand dollar home in. South Los Angeles. In January, she purchased a $415,000 custom ranch in Conyers, Georgia, which features a private airplane hangar. That sounds nice. In 2021, she purchased a $1.4 million home in exclusive Los Angeles neighborhood of Topanga Canyon. That's the one that I was at. In 2022, they spent nearly $6 million. This is the organization directly in their donations to purchase a 6,500 square foot California mansion. And they made the purchase through an intermediary named Dwayne Pascal, who is the financial manager for an LLC owned by Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors and her wife.
0: And her wife. Yep. Okay. This is where we are. We have people that are... I don't even know how to say this. This is like the most primitive existence we are witnessing of humankind. It's the massive dumbing down of people. I mean, I just saw this in chat, and I just looked it up, and it's true. Fifteen Oregon counties have reached medium risk levels, triggering the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention indoor masking recommendation. This is the same state, yeah, us, that has a bisexual freak for a governor. I swear she's an alien but i just i'm telling you the world we are in is just un- unbelievable and it leads us with this bifurcation that i talk about so often of the separation between the <laughs> the sheep in a negative way and god's children on the other side and, and there's just there if you let these people go into the world that this You just heard examples of those people. If you let those people loose in the world without constraints, I don't think they'd survive long in the, in the real world. And that's really sad, but it's how debasing they've allowed themselves to become or how debased they've allowed themselves to become in a system that desires to debase everybody. That leads us to the, always that point that we have to strive to do more and we have to push harder. If you are focused at all on you know, self-development, I mean, knowledge has to be key. It's knowledge, skills, these sorts of things right now are critical because I just want you to put in framework, those people you heard from may still be around and we need to reset the world. And if they lead the world, oh boy, I, I just can't imagine. If, you wanted, if you've ever seen the show Idiocracy, that's right about where we're at at a certain base level in this society. There is something to consider, though, with, when as we move forward in this week, which there is still are rumors that the Roe versus Wade could be rescinded this week or within the next few weeks. I've heard as early as tomorrow. I'm not keeping my fingers crossed. I'm just letting you know. But take a listen to this. You've heard me say something exactly like this before, but I just thought I'd reinforce it tonight. Oh hey, just a thought. What if the reason, the true reason why they leaked the documents in regards to Roe versus Wade to push and outlaw abortions is something more sinister than you think. I know, what could be more sinister than abortion and making money off of it? What if the reason that they're pushing this issue and they're going to outlaw abortion, or try to, is to cover up over the next decade the decrease in numbers in regards to abortions because of these shots. Because possibly the women that took these injections won't be able to get pregnant in the first place.
4: Yeah,
0: that's very likely, in fact. You're going to see a lot of noise, and you'll see the attempt of the Democrats to use this as an opportunity to, use to bring about violence. And I really shouldn't say Democrats. It's just a deep state. They're going to use all these tools to try to bring about violence, to try to strike up conflict internally. But their deeper motivation is to ban abortion as much as possible. They'll leave it in a few states, Oregon, California, New York. They'll leave abortion there, at least for the short term. And that'll hide the numbers of the real issue and allow them to continue to fan the flames of of division between people. This my my choice my choice to murder a child versus being responsible being walking with god and of course the other side is i want to spread my legs anytime i want and then i don't want the consequence of what comes when i do but that's that's a great hot spot and and um just a nail to drive in between society as they do it intentionally to hide the fact it's always here, don't don't look here, look over here, to hide the fact that so many women now can't have children. And then in those areas where you do have children, abortions, late-term abortions, and you're going to probably find those states will increase. Don't forget that there's, they're going to leave a, a pressure valve release, so to speak, which is why there'll be st- certain states that will continue to allow abortion. Because there's also the other side of this vax, which is the most horrific part. And that is the mutations that are almost guaranteed to come. We haven't even begun to comprehend or see the effects of this vax yet. The deaths are there, they're being hidden everywhere, from blood, blood clots to heart attacks. And the they're just not consolidating that data, and the hospitals are bearing it. That's a known fact. But there's and it's, it is a question I think everyone should be asking, which is an interesting one that I can't answer yet, but I'm just going to throw it out here tonight to contemplate. Why are we having such a labor shortage right now? And the, the answer is what people are answering is because people don't want to work anymore. All right, I can buy that to a degree, but where's the money? Where are they getting the money? Because the UBI is the, which is the stimulus checks, the same thing. They've pretty much dried up. And a lot of the unemployment benefits have dried up. So where are these people getting their money? And one option, one possibility can be, and I don't have hard data on this, but we may be seeing the effects of the vax, whether it's being physically disabled or whether it is, just deaths that aren't being consolidated and calculated for the public to see. Our labor shortage may be more acute than we realize. We are definitely in the middle of this war, and it's it's a devastating war indeed, and one that, that is going to continue to try us on many levels. And it's going to take a strong will, and a will to stand with Christ throughout this entire thing. Jeremiah 9, 6. Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, declares the Lord. And yes, we do dwell in the midst of deceit. And so it is on us to seek Christ and to embrace ourselves fully in the Holy Spirit as we walk, to try to keep ourselves clear of this deceitful world which we are living in. This is literally like walking in a landmine field all the time. And with that, we have a lot of questions because the the system is literally starting to shake and it's coming down. And with these new crazy things about monkeypox and the 13 million vaccines that have now been purchased and are readied, you know that none of this is good, and this is all driven by the military-industrial complex, and they're they're waging war on the public. Which, when you take an example of those people that were interviewed previously, they are they will be used as an example of useless eaters. and unfortunately, they will average out in the way that people will talk about it in these circles of elite that will just simply point to a group like that and say, they're useless eaters, we need to remove them. And sadly, and I really mean this, sadly, the United States is one of the most dumbed down nations in the world right now. We have people that are smart, don't get me wrong. But if you've traveled around the world, and in particular, if you've traveled to small villages, and rural areas, there's something that you probably will have noticed is that while there are people still very illiterate, there is an inspired drive by people in the third world to become educated and to innovate and to get themselves into a better way of living. There has been a moral bankruptcy, and I've mentioned this many times, throughout our country, especially in the inner cities, that living in squalor and living like rats in the sewer has become an accepted way of life. There is it's a sad it's a sad story. I mean it, it really is shows where we are as a nation and we've lost so much of our pride. To reset this country, there has to be a group that's dedicated into that walk in faith and into the walk that sh- that takes pride in what God gives us. The stewardships are part of this and that's on us and whoever else wants to join that, but I'm, that's literally on the few that can to make that decision and proportionally I say the few because there's a lot of people out here that are okay with just kind of the self-consumption and whatever happens and, like Finland today, announcing that they have now made bread with crickets. There's 70 crickets in every loaf of bread. And this will now allow them to offer bread with high protein. And they're on a full court press right now of selling this bug protein with mealworms and crickets and whatever else. Because they see this as Yet another way to dumb people down. They they want people weakened. They want them completely dependent on lab-grown food. And then once they get people thinking one way, then you'll just start getting the soil and green. They're not going to waste any time with bugs. They'll just start processing people and feeding them to everybody. This is where our world is. The question is, where do we want to go? But before we get there, we have to get, pretty clear in our head on what we're going to be facing. This is a really good question. I, I posed this actually today. I didn't find this till tonight. But I posed a question similar today in our in our special edition of Sunday Bended Knee we did today. But I'm going to play it here. And I think this gets right to the core of what's on a lot of people's minds.
7: Hey, TikTok. Just out walking on property after a good rain here in Florida. But I wanted to ask a question. And I think I want to ask the same question a lot of American people want to ask also to all of you active military that might be on here, to the deputy sheriffs that are on here, to the police force that are on here. May 22nd, they're supposed to sign the WHO paperwork or whatever, giving the World Health Organization, a giving up the sovereignty of 194 countries. That would be giving the power to them to basically push people around during a pandemic. Um, And you know there's going to be another pandemic coming because the midterm elections are coming up. And that's going to be the only way that they're going to stop the red wave is they're going to try and lock people up. So what I want to know and what the American people want to know is what are you going to do when the United Nations comes here and wants to start putting people in a lockdown like they are over in Shanghai? Because I can tell you there's a lot of people in America right now, there's veterans, there's people all over that are put that aren't going to put up with this bullshit anymore. But the question is, what are you going to do? Are we going to have to fight them and you? Or are you going to stand up and abide by the Constitution that you raised your right hand for? Because that's what I want to know. And I think everybody else in the in the United States wants to know the same thing
0: and we do want to know so I'm going to make the statement tonight to all those in the military and all those in uniform law enforcement and military are you going to be a hand puppet of the state are you going to once again pull this nonsense and lock people down because someone told you to Or are you going to start growing a pair and start acting like a man or a woman, for that matter, with a spine? And you're going to start acting like American patriots instead of dutiful slaves to the deep state. That's the question we need to ask. And it doesn't just stick with law enforcement. It also sticks with the military. And the National Guard. What are you going to do, National Guard? You who have already supported Idaho in having children be injected without parental consent. What are you going to do, law enforcement, you who gassed people and then blamed it on Trump when he went across the street to hold up a Bible in front of the church and then you blamed the Secret Service for doing your dirty deeds? We've got Masons embedded all over this nation that are deceitful. We have people that are into things because they want to have a paycheck or whatever else. They have people believing that white race is privileged, and they're all in our culture. There's a point here that a red line is going to get crossed. And these increase in pandemics and this nonsense is approaching it. And no one's looking for a fight. But at the same time, I think it's fair enough to say to law enforcement and military, stay in your damn lane and do your job. Don't come after the people again. Because that line has already been pushed way too far. And if you're going to be obedient to a deep state that's corrupt, then be prepared for what you're going to get back. And yes, you may have the, quote, law on your side. But I think you need to look at Sri Lanka. And I think you need to look at what happened in places across this, the Eastern Bloc as they fell apart. What's happened in Africa. When people get pissed off, you don't have the numbers. So don't push it. Start being of the people. Start being for the Constitution as you were supposed to. You swore an oath. Live by it. And that goes to every one of us as well. We have to start deciding where that path is we want to walk and what that future is. And we have to decide, really, if we're going to be part of this puppet show or if we're going to be part of something much greater. Christ, as I talked about last night, Christ walked a path that wasn't rigid. He was fully committed to what his mission was for Father. But he didn't get derailed by the pettiness. He stayed clear on his path. He didn't get into people's wallowing of petty and tears over spilled milk. When he handed out the gifts of healing, it was very intentional. Just think of the woman that touched his cloak from behind. He knew immediately, but it wasn't intended. So it's, it's important to appreciate just the presence that he had, and, and that's pretty much the walk that we need to be committed to. We aren't here to play games, and we've played a lot of games, all of us, in our lives. And right now, we are literally on the cusp of losing it all. And I, and I know, you know, when I say these things, I can hear echoes already of people saying things like, oh, but we've already won because Christ is won and God is won and all this. It's like, okay, fine, whatever. Then why are we here at all? Because it comes down to a simple fact. If God didn't want us here to do something intentional, then he wouldn't have us here. We are here for a very purposeful reason. And that's to live through that body of Christ, no matter what the challenges were, and to persevere over that. And it doesn't mean sitting on the side and waiting, and it doesn't mean wallowing in your misery or pity. And it doesn't mean getting wrapped over the axle over this stupid nonsense that's being spewed out every single day. We have control to a large degree of where we go and what the outcomes are. And I'm going to play a piece here. It's It's a little strange i'm just i'll leave it at that it's a little strange but i think there's a really good message that's why i'm playing it some minute and 13 seconds listen to it and then hear the message at the end this is the most important part of this just hear her story i think that's the most important piece
5: i've had people go through the death experiences and After they've died and they're on the spirit side, they look back at the life and they'll say, it was just a play. I can see all the actors on stage getting ready to come out and play their parts. I can see the actors in the wings getting ready to come on. And they said, but when I was there, it was so hard and so difficult. But now that I'm on the other side, it was like a blink of an eye. We get caught up in the illusion. So you are the producer, director, and actor in your own play. You're also the script writer. But the script is being written as it goes along. You know what that means? You can change the script any time you want. You don't like the way the scene is going? Change it. This is how much power we have and we don't realize it.
0: And you've heard me say this a lot. We have the power to transform. And it's right there in John fourteen twelve. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. So we have the knowledge that we can change and have the destiny we want. The question is how are we going to use this time? There's a fantastic book by Jean Paul Sartre, who's a French existentialist philosopher. And he write the book is called Le Je Son Fe, which is literally the game is afoot. And it tells the story of a of two people in two different points of life and they both die. And in this very macabre and, and um, dystopian afterworld that is portrayed by Satka in his book, there is this world where everybody just exists now in the afterlife. You can't feel anything, but you just exist now. It's it's literally like a living hell. So they get up to the point where they're 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 I guess registering. In the afterlife, they have to register when they come in. And suddenly the the registrar realizes that there has been a mistake made. And the woman and the man were supposed to have met in their real life, in the living life, and so they were, and the mistake was that they, that didn't happen and yet they were supposed to have met and fall madly in love and live a happy life. So they're given an opportunity and each one, they're both sent back to the world of the living to have an opportunity then to, to meet. all they have to do is link up and leave everything behind and they will be, they're guaranteed a happy life for as long as they can live. So they each go back. And each one goes back and has these affairs that they, not, not, not a marital affair, but the issues in their life that they have to reconcile. And as they, they only have like 24 or 48 hours. And maybe it's a few days. It's a very short amount of time, but it's an easy promise. Just go back. And so they're each trying to put things together to link up and to take off but every each one of them is swept up in their old world the nonsense and the book ends with them not linking up and returning back to this dystopian hell and having to live out the rest of time knowing that they could have but didn't Matthew 13:24 to 30 Jesus presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tars among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tars became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it does it have tars? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No. For a while you are gathering up tars, you may uproot the wheat with them. Allow both to, to grow together until the harvest. And in that time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather up the tars and bind them in bundles and burn them up, but gather the wheat and, and put it into my barn. We have an opportunity always to sort between the tars and the wheat. And in spite of all the things that are growing around us, don't get distracted by the tars. You now back to that story again of that epic moment. We can look at Luke 1941 to 44. The two people there had the opportunity to meet, but they obviously they lost the chance. And so we look at luke 19:41 to 44 and when he drew near and saw the city he wept over it saying would you would that you even you had known on this day the things that make for peace but now they are hidden from your eyes for the days that will come upon you when your enemies will set aside a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. And tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. We don't have time to waste or opportunities to waste. And this is a time right now that so much is dependent on us, I believe, maximizing every moment and living fully within the body of Christ and in our love of, love of Father. And when we waste it with the pining and the anxieties and things, we're wasting a precious opportunity to literally have joy and happiness in this time. And it's pretty easy to, for us to write our own script of misery We see a lot of that out here. There's so much emphasis. If you watch accounts, you'll see people just like the idea of war for some people, and they're fools, I will tell you this. They get it's like they get all energized around this idea. It's like war is coming. Millie just briefed the West Point that war is going to be prepared for a war with Russia. Oh my. And suddenly there's like this anxiety of purpose that sweeps over them. They're fools. And they're fools because they've never been in war to even know what they're talking about to begin with. Nobody gets anxiety over war. Not like that. There's a, there's a calm, cool collectedness for with anybody that's been in war to know that when it comes, it comes. Until then, prepare and live every moment to the fullest. Because life is short. And I don't know what it's going to take for people as a whole in this world to appreciate that instead of wasting their time with this news media and ongoing cycles of insanity. But that's really where we've arrived. You know, I think there was a great post today by someone that goes by John Brown, which is actually at Debs Kropotkin, and it says, Do you ever get overwhelmed by how our world is a genuine dystopian nightmare, but everyone just keeps acting like it's normal. Yeah, and that's just about it. We aren't part of this dystopian nightmare because God didn't put us here to be part of this dystopian nightmare. And what he did is he put us here to live fully and to build fellowship and to find that love with one another. I think that what's very blessed as there are many that are living that way. And I say these words not to question or to to judge, but to, to always pose the challenge because it's very easy for any one of us on any given day to get swept up in the news and the darkness and get frustrated with things. And it's it's really not necessary it shouldn't be necessary. There's so much more in it. So let me close with just a personal anecdote on that. So I've literally spent the entire weekend working on my Jeep because suddenly on Friday, it decided not to start. So I've gone through a whole process. I've checked my, some of my wiring. I've I put in a new starter, which was in itself an adventure with a variety of things because one of the plugs isn't made by Jeep anymore. And I had to come up with another solution, et cetera, et cetera. I put in even a new generator or alternator because I I've wanted, I I wanted, had one anyway. It was a more powerful one. So I took the opportunity to do some upgrades. But before I did that, I got the starter in after a lot of toil. And the thing is that I, I would find myself on the edge at certain times of some pretty good frustration because it's not exactly in a convenient place. It's not really hard to get out, but you're, you're laying... You're working underneath the vehicle next to the exhaust manifold and a few other things. But the thing is, I, I, I've i kept myself under this entire time just kind of laughing at the insanity of this whole thing. And it's been really enjoyable because in the process, I've had this great experience of walking with Father and really having him remind me of how much joy there is in really getting back to working on my own vehicle. Sure, I could run it down to a shop or tow it down. And by the way, I got the starter in at one point today and it didn't start, and so I did some more of my YouTube university and I tried something and it worked. And it ran fine and I ran down to the parts store and picked up another part that I needed for another piece. And so I came back tonight and I put in the generator and that went really smoothly actually. No problem. No problem. And so I, I decided I was going to change go back to the starter because I put on a clip that I wasn't really happy with. It connected the electrical. So I upgraded the clip. <laughs> and just before the show tonight, I decided to give it a turn. And, of course, it didn't start again. And I've really kind of taken this as a reminder of the whole cycle that we're in right now. And this is why I'm closing with this tonight. That is literally the way our world is working. We get a little bit of a run and it feels good and then all of a sudden nothing works. But the deeper lesson there is there's something in everything that God gives us and everything that we do. God gives us a gift if if we look for it. Sometimes it's an Easter egg in that sense of finding it deep within something. Sometimes it's just the whole process is the gift itself. For me, this has been the whole process of the gift itself. Why? Because it's been a lot of years since I've really gotten my hands dirty and in deep in my vehicles doing all my repairs, including electrical. And yeah, I spent my whole weekend doing it. But in the process, there's a lot being learned, and it's a reminder of the things to come. Because if we're not taking charge of our lives again, instead of looking for the mechanic to fix it, or whatever we're going to do, we're going to be stuck pretty much flat-footed. This is a time right now that God is giving us all as an opportunity to learn, to regain skills, to prepare, because the world's being reset. And I have no doubt that there's a hand of justice coming here. I don't know what it looks like, but I also know that there's a high pressure on us to maximize the day and walk in every day, maximizing the experience and walking in the joy that father gives us. Because I don't really want to be hearing that story from Christ of how he wept over us. If only we had known the time of our visitation because we were so consumed with the nonsense of looking at the tars rather than appreciating the greatness of the wheat. We have tars all around us, and they're growing pretty aggressively. But the difference is that we can see them now. And as we stand and we watch this, we also realize the great, the great joy of the harvest of good, the, the wheat that's there. We have to be courageous enough to trust in that and to look for it, not to be consumed by the with eyes that seek to find the negative and the dystopian. And we're really good at that. We are absolutely, as people, we would get an A plus for always finding the darkness, for always finding those dystopian ways. And that's us shaping out a reality. So it's really a question of what we want. I... I've enjoyed and I enjoy every day going through the news to kind of look at the perspectives of things of what the world is doing. But it doesn't touch me or bring me down. It just gives me a snapshot of where the level of insanity is, which is really we're pretty much at peak stupid right now. And every time I say that, we find another level of accomplishment of idiocy in this world that is stunning. And I'm not going to grind over the fact that I know people that are still lost in this fog of deception. Friends, people that I respect that are still wandering. There's a certain acceptance I just have to have that they're going to have to follow along. And either that will be their destiny to live into that space or there will be something come that will knock them down. And it will knock them down hard. And I suspect that at that point, I'll have the opportunity to reach in and say, hey, let me show you another way. In the meantime, we have so much each of us on our plate to do. And it's not time to be sitting idle. We have silos to fill. And we have preparations to make because there is something significant happening. Food is a very real issue right now. And it's getting worse by the day by design because they're trying to traffic everybody into the, into the traps of eating their garbage and giving up on growing your own. And see, that's the thing is they're telling you farmers don't have enough wheat. They're telling you all these shortages and they're trying to get people to start panicking and, and start worrying. And as I keep saying, no one is saying to anybody plant some seeds and grow a garden. But we're doing it, we're saying it, and we have to keep saying it because that's where the real power is right there. We're deciding a destiny and a fate. And it's an easy one. We're walking with Christ. And whatever that takes us, it takes us. But the beauty of all of this is that we're literally sowing seeds both physically and spiritually, and setting a path to walk with God in such a tremendous way that each step of the way, no matter what it looks like, there's something to gain. And I guess that goes right back to the cross because even at the last, a soul was saved. We never give up and we never give in. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this time that we come together each day. We thank you for the many lessons and opportunities that are set before us to turn our days from gray to light, to turn our days to an empowerment of joy each and every day. That as we walk with you and we walk with Jesus, there's just so much being shared. If we'll open our eyes and take it in it's difficult when we witness a world falling apart and it's difficult to watch ones that we care for stumble and fall. And so we pray for them and yet we also know that part of that experience for us to witness is for also to gain the wisdom and the grace to help, to love thy neighbor. So Father, we just ask that you'll continue to guide us on this amazing journey. For those that may feel alone or those may feel overwhelmed, we just pray that they can reach to you and unburden some of that weight. For those that have anxiety about things to come, we just pray that the words of the media and the words of the, of the world would just be cast away. Instead, to see the sunrise, not the darkness. And instead, to see a true rainbow, not some jimmied up garbage on a flag. It's time for us to see the colors of the world. It's time for us to appreciate the complexity and beauty and magnificent perfection that you've given us to steward. May we celebrate that each day. May we take time each day to thank you for that each day. And May we be humbled by the extent of love and forgiveness that you've set before us and the sacrifice that Christ has made for us so that we can continue to learn and to grow and to appreciate that our time in this space is here intentionally, not for us to sit idle and wait, but to be engaged in the world in a fantastic way to walk with you and to let the wonders of the world be revealed. Guide us, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So patriots, have a very blessed evening. There's a wonderful world to discover each day anew. The guy that mentored me in photography always used to say that if you want a real challenge, he said, get a macro lens and allow yourself only to take photos in your backyard. And no matter how many pictures you had to take, Take one great photo every day of your backyard for 30 days. Just from your backyard and use a macro lens. He said, his comment was well said. I've tried it. It opens up a whole dimension of appreciation of the gorgeous beauty that sits right within our fingertips and our footsteps. The world is a magnificent place. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, seek the deeper wisdom, seek the comfort of God, and the glory and joy of all things. God is with us, he'll never forsake us, and in the end, God will always win. But we're here, literally, in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. God trusts us, walk fearlessly with Jesus, and in so doing, occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow, Patriots, for Bended Knee. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
4: All this
2: time we had to prove that we could stand here too. Somehow We always come back to what we know Keep it close on the cold days, darling Counting all the ways Where you are a safe place to hide from the rain